0: Hey, everybody, I want to welcome you to the KTF Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Shannon Williams, and I am really thrilled to be able to introduce our special guest today, which is Pastor Todd Coconato. Pastor Todd has an amazing story, testimony, and God is using him, and he's raised his voice up to be one of those ones that are out here calling and declaring warning and letting people know what the enemy is doing and how God is preparing the church. As a matter of fact, he has a church in Gallatin, Tennessee called Remnant Revival Center, and God has already increased and grown his ministry in just a few short months of planning that church. And so the Holy Spirit's using him in a mighty way. So I want to welcome Pastor Todd Coconato to the KTF podcast today. Hey, welcome, Todd.
1: Hey, Pastor Shannon. Thank you so much for having me. I, you know, I really appreciate your voice. You're out there speaking truth, and you're a dear friend, and you're the real deal, man. So I'm honored to be on here with you.
0: Man, I tell you what, the honor is all mine. To be able to call you a friend and a brother in Christ is truly, it's an honor. So thank you. Thank you for being on the show with us today.
1: Yeah, it's a blessing. Same thing, man. You know, people don't well, maybe they do, maybe they don't understand, but uh being a pastor that speaks truth in this hour, you get a lot of arrows. So it's always nice when you find somebody to be in the trenches with you, to stand with yes. you. And man, that's a God thing. So I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's get right in because your testimony is one of you were a child actor. Um, at eight years old, you began to, to have, uh, your acting roles. And so you grew up in Hollywood. You right. grew up in that scene. And so can you tell us like, you know, the average person, they, they see Hollywood on the outside. They, they show you what you, what they want you to see. Basically right. what, what is it about Hollywood that maybe you can share with us? And then I, then I want you to talk about your testimony because your testimony is all about, coming out of that Babylon system and God revealing to you who he really is. So can you share with us and our listeners today about, about Hollywood and maybe some of the inside stuff that goes on?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Let's get into this. You know, I have, I will say this when you talk about this subject matter, this is you're hitting like the jugular on the enemy. I mean, this is a major stronghold in our society and in our world because there's so much influence that comes out of Hollywood. And, you know, I've traveled around different places in the world and, you know, I'll I'll be in some random third world place and they'll know you know, about everything that's going on in Hollywood. So it just shows you that it's not just America, it's it's the whole world that's been influenced by this Hollywood system, which is the Babylon system, like you point out. I mean, if you look at, um, Sunset, was it Hollywood Boulevard, uh, right there on Highland in Hollywood, they literally built uh, a Babylon court there. You can look this up. Um, and, and so, you know, they, there's a lot of ritualistic things and signs, uh, symbolism and things like that, that unless you're spiritually astute, Or you know about those things and you research them they probably you probably won't notice but that there's there's subliminal messaging there's predictive programming there's all kinds of really there's so many layers when it comes to these movies and things like that so you know i i started out at eight years old like you said i was born in cincinnati ohio but you know we moved out to california my dad got relocated out there with his job and my mom was a model and she got me involved in the industry with uh, an agent that approached us and said, hey, your son would be good. You know, he's so well-behaved. I think he'd be good in doing some roles. And so my mom said, sure. So okay. she signed me up. This was really before we were really serving the Lord. Um, we had a form of godliness at that point, but I was raised Catholic, you know, at that time. So it uh, wasn't spear-filled, you know. And uh, so, we, you know, we didn't know any better. So yeah, Hollywood, sure, why not, right? Yeah. So she, she gets me involved. Now, this agent, one of the things about being in Hollywood is it's really important who your manager and who your agent are. And if you have a good, uh, connected agent at an A-list, uh, agency, you're going to get a lot more bookings than if you don't, you know? So we, we just happened okay. to score. I had a, a good agent, um, this woman, Jean page. And so what happened is she got me a lot of bookings and there's different roles. There's principal roles and there's supporting roles. So, uh, I, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. I was not some famous actor out there that everyone knew, like, you know, some of these celebrities, but what, God God did was He brought me around those people, so I was intermingling and got to know those people. That many of them became my friends. I got to see the inner workings of how Hollywood works, but I was not some famous celebrity, so I want to put that out there. But uh, you know, I think this was all part of God's plan because I was on, you know, like a national Colgate commercial, a Coca Cola commercial. I was on Jake and the Fat Man, and you know, people always ask me, "What were you on?" Thirty something. Um, you know, there was a bunch of shows at that time that I was on general hospital. I played a guest appearance, you know, so, um, I got to see the different sets, like who's the boss and all these different shows got to meet the people that were on there. Uh, and then what happened was because I was around Hollywood so much, these young kids that are young kid actors, they don't have a lot of friends, man, because the deal is they're on the set all the time, you know? So if you're on the set with like, let's just give an example, like an Alyssa Milano or somebody like that, you're on the set with them you know, she's just another stage kid like me, you know, and so she, you know, they don't know a lot of people. So you, you spend time with them in the green room, you're on the set for a couple of weeks or whatever, and then you get to know them, you know, and then, and then sometimes, and I didn't become friends with her, but I'm just giving an example. She was on a show that I was on, but you know, some of the people I did get to know, and then we became friends because if you're doing a lot of acting, you, you have your schooling on the set. So there's like a teacher that they have on the set and that gives you the credentials for your schooling. So it's a really weird thing, but a lot of people don't realize this, you know? So that yeah. was my life for a long time. I did go to a regular school, but you would get uh, you know, a pardon and you'd be on the set. And so I was on the set half the time, you know? Right. And uh, it, it got to be a lot. So, you know, making good money uh, for a young kid, but there was something very evil that I was sensing even in my BC days, you know, before I'd come to know the Lord. And so, uh, you know, I did this for many years, and then when I was in my teens, it started really going a lot faster because then I started noticing things like they call it the casting couch, um, yeah. you know, different types of uh, control that some of these handlers have on some of these bigger celebrities. And I didn't personally get molested, praise God. But I Hallelujah. did have friends that had, uh, especially uh, female friends, that had uh, encounters in rooms where they were very uncomfortable. They were told to, undress or just weird stuff that you know you would hear uh and they were very uh careful how they spoke because they didn't want to get blacklisted you know so if you if you go against a big you know casting agent or you know whoever that's got a big name in hollywood they're connected to the good old boys you know so if you out them or you try to come against them they'll just blacklist you you know that's it you'll never work again you know so people are very hush hush about these things I remember some times where I would go into the casting room and they would say, your your mom has to wait outside. And I would be like, that's, you know, kind of weird, you know, when you're that young. I mean, I kind of think about it like with my daughter right now. And I just think, my gosh, I could never do that, you know. But uh, for whatever reason, though, at the time, we didn't know any better. And so, you know, I would go into the room and, you know, they would ask me some questions and things like that. And uh, I felt uncomfortable, you know, and so I would tell my mom, I said, you know, this guy's a little strange or I felt weird there. And, you know, but because you're making such good money and you're also moving up this ladder system in Hollywood, you don't want to mess that up, you know, so you just keep kind of, oh, well, that happened, you know, I guess I'll move on. Or that was kind of weird, but maybe that's just a weird guy or something, you know, so you, you, you make a lot of excuses. And I think that's what happens with a lot of these actors and actresses is people do you know, sexual misconduct and things like that. But because they don't want to ruin their career, they just don't say anything.
0: You know, you know, you're really dead on it because we've been hearing these stories for years and years. And it's almost like if somebody comes out as a whistleblower and they say, well, there's pedophilia going on, there's molestation going on, there's you know, these creepy people, pedophiles and whatnot, who are in charge of these sets and TV shows. And we've and I, I'm not going to name any names right now, but, you know, the big names and, and everyone out here really does as well. It's almost like uh, not only you're not going to work anymore, but, you know, like now they're actually going to come after you that's right. and and try to completely destroy you. It, you know, it's it's backwards. Everything that's evil is promoted. And everything that's good and godly is suppressed. And so uh it really is as wicked and evil as we have suspected over the years. Is that correct?
1: I would say it's probably worse, but you know, there are let me make this clarification. There are people online that take things to the nth degree and kind of put in some stuff. So I want to be careful, you know, we can't fall for everything that everybody's saying. I try to be as transparent and you know, speak from my memory as truthful as possible, because I don't want to put anything that's not there or it's not true, you know. Sure. So so, but I will say this is that I have found and have come to find that Hollywood has a plumb line to government. And so there's actually a lot more going involved, you know, especially right now. But I, th- I, I think this has been happening for a long time. You can look up an operation, uh, many, many years ago, uh, where it was the church com- commission and, uh, operation mockingbird. And, okay. uh, that's, uh, it's been declassified, you know, but it was basically showing that, uh, parts of our intelligence community have always been in bed, you know, in bed with the media. And I believe that that's definitely still going on. And I think it's even going on more now. Um, you know, of course, like it's like with JFK and, you know, you don't hear about things till 50 years later sometimes, you know, so, right. um, but, but if you look at what I mentioned earlier, something called predictive programming, you know, there was a movie that came out many years ago. I don't know if you remember this is called wag the dog. Um, yeah. And and what that film showed was it's just how they construct these narratives and then use celebrities and the power of film and TV to then push these narratives. And it's very convincing. And I think a lot of what's going on right now in our culture has to do with this. I mean, if you think about the Kardashians and their lifestyle and how they follow them around and that show went on forever. And, you know, it, it, all these different things are are meant to push See, uh, you want me to go down a rabbit hole? I will. But, you know, some people won't believe this. But I I think even- Let's go down it. You know, Michael Jackson, remember when he married Elvis's daughter? Yes. I I personally think things like that are for show. I think that they do these things to push agendas, to push, you know, it's marketing. It's, I mean, think about what's happening right now with Taylor Swift and this guy. What they've done, let's look at it from like, who would benefit from this, Right. Well, the NFL has been woke for many years. You know, they've been pushing a woke agenda and they turned off a lot of people like me. You know, I was a football fan and then I started seeing some of the social justice stuff that they were doing and everything. And I said, you know what? I don't need to watch this. You know, right. this is garbage. The 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 uh, halftime show right. where they do a lot of demonic, weird stuff that I don't think should be shown to the audience, especially when young kids are watching, but it's just, why are they even doing that, right? So you have to connect all these dots. You're You're not crazy- if you think there's more to this now, that's why I think God allowed me to go through what I went through so I could see the other side of it and, and come out here and say, look, there is absolutely something there. There is absolutely a connection with this predictive programming, with, with trying to construct a narrative to push on the public so that people would be like, oh, this is what I need to do, or this is how I need to live, or right. oh, look at Kim Kardashian dates this type of person. I need to date them or, you know, it, it pushes a narrative on the young people who are looking at these people as, you know, they, they kind of idolize them, which again, idolatry is not of God, but because they're so glitzy and glamory and they're on these red carpets and all these millions of followers, there's so much influence. And so they, they have found that they can use this influence to push whatever it is that they're trying to push. Another example, remember when C-19 was happening and you had all these celebrities coming out and shaming folks that weren't taking the Fauci ouchie and, you know, saying all this awful stuff. And, you know, that's the type, they use that. Now, here's the good news. I think it's diminishing. And I think it's diminishing because of shows like this, where we're able to have intelligent conversations And literally talk about this where in other places they haven't talked about it. You won't find a conversation like this on the mainstream news. Of course not. You're not going to find somebody saying, Oh, Operation Mockingbird and predictive programming. And there's more to this story. And you know, there's this whole uh, group of pedophiles. They will never say anything about that. Right. That's right. But so, so that's why I think God has allowed these types of broadcasts. So those with ears to hear can look at this. Let's talk about Disney for a minute. You know, Disney has has all kinds of subliminal messaging um you know this is a company that's supposed to be pushing you know uh content for kids that that should be wholesome and think about what they could do if they really wanted to be beneficial they could teach kids things you know that are educational they can show values and family principles and you know it's good to stay married a man and a woman and you know family and all the things that make our society healthy and that are biblical they could do that but what guess what they do the opposite they, they, they have these young girls that come up, let's think of like a Hannah Montana, you know, Miley Cyrus, they come up for a little while, they're kind of innocent, they develop this massive following with all these young kids that follow them, and then what do they do? And this is what I saw with my own friends, with my own eyes, when I was in Hollywood, is one minute they're innocent, Next minute, they're very sexualized. They're they're doing things that are so grotesque that even prostitutes don't do this type of stuff. You know, they're wearing outfits and, you know, on the stage of the VMAs or wherever they're at. And it's like, they're so dark and so wicked. Well, guess what? All those young kids that worship them, basically idolize them, they follow them right into this new era where now they're sexualizing. So what do the young kids do? Well, I love Miley Cyrus. I'm going to dress like her. I'm going to act like her. So this is very influential and it's very demonic. And as a Christian parent, we have to understand what's going on here because we don't want to believe this. Oh, how could Disney be evil? You know, how could they be, could they really be doing that? But we have to look at the facts and we have to look at what they're actually doing and really take it through a discernment standpoint and say, what's the fruit of this? You know, what's the fruit of these young girls that Disney's raising up? Why is it that every time, whether it's, uh, you know, the latest one, whoever it is, Look at Britney Spears. You know she came yep. out of the Mickey Mouse Club, and Justin Selena Timberlake. Gomez. I mean, look, look what happened. So there's a lot. Also, there's um, they do something called mind control, which I know this is kind of dark, but uh, I believe that a lot of these people have split personalities, and the reason is is look into MK Ultra MK and some of these Ultra. things. Now, it's it's wild, but they they control every aspect of their life. I mean, where they eat, where they go, who they hang out with, who they date. The, the level of control is so deep. And I don't think most folks, unless you've lived in it, understand how deep the control is.
0: Wow. You know, you are like just bringing so much truth and light right now. This is what we need. Parents need to understand what is happening. You know, I believe there's a lot of Christian men and women out here who simply are just in denial, Pastor Todd. Like they, they, they won't, they want Disney to entertain their kids. They want Nickelodeon. They want these movies. And I'm telling you, like, just one movie off, like, as an adult, I watched this movie, and the name of it, I can't remember, but it was of a young girl, and she goes to kiss, she's going to kiss this frog. This guy's been turned into a frog. And and so we st- Stopped and counted how many times witchcraft was involved in this one movie. And I could, I lost count. There were so many. And I want to think all right, these little kids are watching about witchcraft and spells, voodoo, magic. All of these things go back to the occult. And so, you know, the television is exactly that it tells a vision. And so they are telling people what they want them to know, what they want. You know, if you go back 50 years ago, kids thought differently than they do today. And I believe it's because we have slowly been programmed on these programs and channels. Programs, channels, you channel stuff in, and this is to program the mind. So you are 1,000% own point, Pastor Todd. And so I want to say thank you for helping, you know, be a clarion call to, to, to the world. And thank you for stepping out because there's a lot of people that don't have that boldness and don't have the ability to share these things, maybe just because they're simply afraid to. So well, where, where do you, where does your boldness come from, Pastor Todd?
1: Well, I think it's just because I've had an encounter with the Lord and I feel like I have to do what he's called me to do, you know, but, um, you know, to your point, though, let me just say how deep this is, because what happens is, unfortunately, they come after you from every direction. Think of President Trump. You know, when they said the intel community has a, a bunch of different ways to come after him. I mean, they weren't kidding. Look what they've done to this guy. Anybody that comes against this type of thing or that speaks out or is a whistleblower, I mean, I'm just going to tell you, many of these guys haven't even lived. And listen, Spiro, Isaac Cappy, some of these guys that went out there started exposing, you know, so many of them have have died. So this is no joke. Um, And I I benefit nothing in saying this thing. Like it literally, I don't get money for it. Or if anything, we get a lot of warfare and, you know, pray for us because, you know, people accuse us of all types of things. And what, what I've found is this is, there's such a network. It's so much bigger than you would ever imagine. It's not just Hollywood. It's all these different types of people that are, that are connected to this network of what we would consider the deep state or the cabal or whatever you want to call them, the the shadow elites. But these folks are very interconnected. And when you come and speak about these things, what you're doing is you're pulling the veil off. You're literally exposing the wizard of Oz behind the curtain and they absolutely hate that more than anything because that's that to them is is you know it's threatening obviously because if the folks ever wake up to understand what's actually going on here if we really all agreed and understood what's happening i mean this would we would never tolerate it you know the fact is is that a lot of people would rather stay in the matrix and just you know say mm-hmm. you know what it's not coming to me it's not coming to my door Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I'd rather not live in that because once I realize that's the reality, then I'm going to have to do something about it.
0: That's right. That's right. Let's talk about 2024 in the church and 2024 the world. Hmm. There's some things coming that I believe is going to truly shake our nation and it's going to shake the church. I think the beginning of this, Pastor Todd, and and, and I could be wrong and uh, feel free to correct me, but I feel like COVID was a starting point to be able to shake the church and the world, to get everything off kilter, to change people's mindsets, because everything was open, like the abortion clinics, the, the liquor stores. All of that was open for business, but they came and they said, guess what? Uh, the church is closed. Even in California, they're out there going, uh, now... You can't even sing. We're actually going to uh, ban yeah. singing right. in your yeah. in your church, and so we had a lot of people that were like, uh, uh, "Okay, well, we should listen to the government." Well, then there were pastors that were standing up, going, uh, "Hello, we report right. to God, not men." Yeah. And so I think this shaking because because twenty five percent of the churches uh, that were open at that time, twenty five percent ended up closing. That's right. And so that was an immediate sifting of people who really weren't in it for for God. They were in it for a convenience or a comfort. Maybe their relationship with God. Maybe they had a relationship with the church and not God. But I believe that began it. But I, I believe in this election year that's coming up in 2024. We're about to see some big things shift. I know the Lord's been speaking to you, too, about some of these things as well.
1: Oh yeah, there's so much to talk about when it comes to this. I mean, I think uh, what what God's showing me is is two simultaneous revolutions that are happening. There's the revolution in the world, which is uh, a planned. Uh, agenda. Uh, we could think of UN Agenda 2030 or the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset. All these things that they openly discuss that they're moving towards. Uh, you know, it's all part of this globalist one-world government. You know, uh, change the currency to digital, make it where they can shut down your ability to buy and sell. All these things are currently in process right now. So you have that revolution going on. And, uh, by the way, you know, the yellow vest movement in Europe, all these different protests, you know, we see a cycle of protests as well. Hasn't really happened so much in America since uh, January 6th. And I think that's because so many folks are kind of scared that they're going to get locked up or be Come called, on. uh you know, uh, without due process. Look what's happened with all these guys that that were down there in January 6th. So, uh, you know, I think the whole thing, I mean, now that's coming out that there were all these federal agents that were there. I mean, we could just go into so many different directions here. So you got that revolution and then uh, you have an undercurrent of revival that's happening. And you and I have, you know, been so blessed to see some of this as we travel around the country. And, you know, there's different streams, but there's many different things that God is doing right now where people are hungry and they're seeking God. Many are calling it a great awakening, Uh, You know, I think it's only the beginning of that. So you have these two things kind of coming to a head at once. And uh, I think going into 24, many Christians, as you mentioned, because of what's happened over the last few years, have become more battle-hardened. We've become more fortified. We, we have thicker skin. Uh, we understand there's much more going on than we originally realized. And so many people have awakened, maybe not to everything, but to many things and many people are seeking. And so that's what's so interesting is yes. so the, the devil can't stand that. I mean, that is, you know, he hates the fact that so many people are coming out of the world, misfits, prodigals, all these different things that are happening. And so I'm ex, you know, excited encouraged a part of that. Uh, I don't want, look, to the end times, I say what Mario says, you know, uh, we're not, you know, we're not part of we're not the end times aren't happening to us, but we're happening the end times. That's what we need to, to do as Christians. We need to occupy, we need to stand. Um, but here's what I think as far as 24, I think that we're going to see, uh, a lot of things that are unprecedented. I think it's going to be a turbulent year when it comes to the news cycle, geopolitics, wars, rumors of wars, I think these things are going to keep escalating. If you think about it, there's many different things that are all coming to a head at the same point. Uh, the, the deep state, the cabal, whatever you want to call these people, they can pull any of these things. There could be another pandemic. There could be some more riots in the streets in America. They could push uh, for a civil war type situation. There could be a major cyber attack. They have so many different things that they've warned about predictably and all these different things, they could pull any different leather, lever. I personally don't think they're gonna try another pandemic, but you never know. I think that a lot of people would resist if that were to happen. The only way they could really pull something like that off again is if it was so deadly that it wouldn't even matter if people resisted because there'd be people dying everywhere. I really hope that's not the case, okay? But, yeah. you know, a lot of this stuff is coming out now about how there was much more involvement with our government and the Wuhan lab and, you know, all these different things that many whistleblowers have been very brave and coming out and sharing, yeah. you know. But uh, I, I think that uh, so there's this movie on Netflix. I personally don't subscribe to Netflix because they have so much demonic stuff on there. But I did watch this movie on one of my friends accounts because I wanted to see it. And it's a movie that was produced. You're by not Michelle- supposed
0: to say that, actually, Pastor Todd, I Either. Mean, they're, they're so, they're so anti somebody else using that. I think they're going to cancel my whole podcast right here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want, you can take that part out, man. But uh, yeah, you know, so here's the thing though. Uh, they put a movie out and it's something about like uh get out of here or something. I forget what it's called, but uh, anyway, it's, it's this weird movie that's produced by Michelle and Barack Hussein Obama. Okay. And the movie is so odd because let's just think about this. So say he, he wants to get his, feet wet in the movie industry and he's going out there being executive producer. Why in the world would you make a film about a big cyber attack that's happening that cripples our, our country and, yeah. and takes out the power and all these you know nefarious things are happening? I mean, out of all the things that Barack Obama could have produced, why in the world would that be the narrative? Would that be? So to me, there's something weird here. Now, Klaus Schwab, at the World Economic Forum, also mentioned about a big cyber event. And I, the reason why this kind of puts some alarm bells in my head is because they did the same thing before COVID. It was event two, I think it was 201 or something, where they had an exact enactment of something that literally happened only months later. So, it sure seems like they've been signaling and we just saw China that has been blamed. I don't know if they actually did it. Uh, Some infrastructure was uh, targeted just recently where there was a cyber event. We've seen a lot of cyber events over the last year. I mean, I I remember certain times when I was traveling and they said that the airline systems were down and they had to reboot them. And, you know, so there's been all types of ransomware and, and all types of cyber events. And so you know, what would be a great way for them to initiate a new type of currency is they would say, our banks have been compromised, everybody's accounts have been you know messed with. We you know we can no longer trust this system. We now have to come out with this new system. Oh, by the way, here it is, you know so this this is what they do. Uh, you know, even in Congress, as I've gotten to know some members of Congress and they've shared certain things with me over the years, they have these massive, thick bills who writes these bills? You know, who, it's not the Congress people that write they don't. them. If you That's think, correct. So who writes this big 500, you know, a thousand page bill with all these little things that they never even know what's in it. And then they vote on it and they're pressured by whatever, you know, lobby that they're dealing with. And they ended up pushing these things through and there's all these black budgets and, trillions of dollars that we can't even, we, where is it even going? We don't even know, it's unaccounted for. Do you know that before nine 11, they were literally gonna have a committee on something just like this. And then nine 11 happens and they never talked about it again. So that's right. Th- this is the type of crazy stuff that we're looking at. And Tucker Carlson, I think he's done a good job of being out there, you know, after he's left Fox and really kind of taking the handcuffs off. But you know, he, he's almost speaking prophetically when he says this year is gonna be unlike any other. Now, the good news is we, we don't need to fear. That's that's the thing that Christians have to understand. We're in the world, but we're not of it. So even Come though on. we're watchmen and we we understand the spiritual significance about what's going on, it's a battle of light versus darkness. There's a rise in the spirit of Antichrist. We, we can't allow the fear to take root to where we get into like some bunker somewhere and just prepare for Armageddon. You know, Come we've got to be out there and we have to be that force that has the authority in Jesus name to thwart. The plans of the devil and to, and to pull down the strongholds and not to have the spirit of fear. And this is the devil's worst nightmare is if the church understands the ability that we have to do just that, you know, to use the tools that are in the scripture. So, uh, you know, I, I can go on. I think, I think that they might replace Joe Biden with a, with a more formidable candidate it could be a Michelle Obama could be a, yeah. you know, Gavin Newsom, but I think that we're going to see a lot of surprises this next year.
0: You know, it's it's interesting that you say that because I was going to bring up, you know, the things like AI. We've seen a lot of AI technology come in the scene. Uh, That means computers are thinking for themselves, uh, which I believe has a a large amount to do with the beast system that is going to manage all of these transactions and control people. You talked about this uh, no more money, no more cash. It's going to be digital currency. All of this is foretold in the book of Revelation. We, I wrote a book called Revelation Unlocked, where I actually go through and I explain that the Bible predicted all of these things way, thousands and thousands of years ago when, when Jesus gave this revelation to John. He speaks about a powerful government, which I believe is the UN. The UN will take over. America will no longer be America. It's going to be a revised America, but I believe America will be the, the Babylon uh, that is uh, destroyed and overtaken um, at some point. Now, I believe it's going to look different. I believe it'll be different, but nonetheless, there is no greater power right now, and where does the UN sit? New York City. Where do they have their influence? Who funds them like 90% of their money? The United States does. And so this agenda is there. They're pushing, pushing, pushing for this agenda to take place and they want control. They want population control. They want to control the money. They want to control you through medical tyranny. And so we're starting to see if people are awake, Pastor Todd, I believe they're seeing everything that is happening. And it doesn't take long, at least for me to start seeing the pieces of the puzzle come together and get placed and so if somebody doesn't want to see what's happening right now in the world, then they don't want to see what's happening in the world. And that's my opinion, right? But you know what? I believe just like you, God is raising up an army. The, the church is, God is not through with the church. I believe that we're a major player until God says we're not anymore. And so we're going to be the ones on the front line, pastors, leaders, church, uh, mothers and fathers who care about God, care about their country. You know, I'm a patriot and I love God and my country and I don't want to see Satan take over, you know, my family and take over my church. And so we're going to stand and do our part, but we need everybody to stand against this evil and wicked agenda because truly they want to kill and destroy and you know the bible tells us in john 10 10 the thief doesn't come except to steal kill and destroy so i know that's an agenda of the devil and and what he wants to do in the earth so we we need to not sit back and say we're going to watch what happens we need to be involved and we need to change what happens as god gives us the ability
1: yep faith is not a spectator sport right we got to get in this thing faith without works is dead and uh, to your point, I mean, I think if a lot of people understood what's actually coming, uh, they they would all be in the streets right now. I think that's the the truth of it, you know. And the thing is, is uh, we always looked at Nazi Germany and it's like, how did that happen? You know, how did it that the clergy didn't say anything? How did we allow? You know. And yet here we are in in America. And like you said, I mean, it it could very well be Babylon the Great. I've always thought that. Uh, It sure sounds like that. If that's the case, you know, uh, down in a day, something changes in a day. What could change in a day? A major cyber event, an EMP, uh, something to cripple our economy or to cripple, you know, from the inside. That's how Rome fell. Rome didn't get taken over uh, by outside threats. It was the inside. And that's that's what they're doing here in America. I mean, we see the borders open and they have military age men every single day coming across without families, without anybody else, just military age men, now Chinese nationals. What in the world are all these Chinese nationals coming over our Southern border? I mean, who are these guys? Why aren't we vetting them? You know, none of us would want to leave our front door wide open as we sleep at night. Why this is an agenda it's planned it's happening. And so I pray that Americans and all of us in the world understand what's going on. And we don't let, history repeat itself. But, you know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer was sounding That's the right. alarm. He was a preacher. He was out there sounding the alarm and he ended up getting killed for what he stood for before, uh, you know, the America, you know, the allies liberated his nation. But the problem is it was too late, you know? And so what is it going to take? Is it going to take people coming to our doors? Is it going to take people taking members of our family to camps? I mean, what is it going to take? We've already seen so much. I mean, look what they're pushing on our kids with the curriculums. Look at how wicked our society has become. And yet it's very sad that some people are still having the normalcy bias and don't want to see any of it.
0: That's right. Well, you wrote a book and the book is entitled Come Out From Among Them. Uh, it, it's really all about embracing God, embracing His Word, His vision, and coming out from these systems. I mean, you mention a lot of these things in your book, so I want to I want to highlight that book. I think that everybody needs to get out and get a copy of your book. They can get your book. Can they get that off your website?
1: You can get on my website, you go to book.com super easy, PastorTodbook.com, and it'll take you right there where you can buy the book, uh, or you can go to todd.org, which is my website.
0: Awesome, awesome. Well, your book's fantastic, uh, the voice uh, uh, that, that God has given you, um, you know, I, I just feel like God has spared you for such a time as this. Uh, can you do me a favor, because I, I want people to know, like, what what happened to you in your life You were out in Hollywood, and before God brought you out, there was this moment where you were God started to deal with you, uh, but you didn't really like take that move yet. But there was a big thing that happened where you could have died, and and but God God just worked through the whole event. Tell tell the people what happened to you and how your life was almost gone.
1: That's right. Pastor is the last thing that I would have ever thought that I would have been, uh, evangelist, Christian, any of it. Um, the reason why that I am, what I'm doing today is because I had an encounter with God. I, I liken it, not not saying it's the same thing, but Paul had a, a Damascus Road encounter. I had a Damascus Road encounter. I went into the presence of the Lord after being stabbed nine times. One of them was in my heart. And I died. I basically died. I went into God's presence. I didn't see God, but I knew I was in the presence of God. I heard an audible voice say, do you want to live or do you want to die? I said, I want to live. And he said, well, if you live, you got to tell people I'm real and you got to be on fire for me. And that's why no matter what, because people try to come and accuse me and all these different things, but you know, nothing is really ever shaking me because I know that God is real. I've had this encounter. I said, yes, like Isaiah in Isaiah chapter six, send me, I'll go, you know. And after that, it was, that's it. I mean, you know, I could never look back. I know God is real. It's probably one of the biggest questions we ask ourselves in our life. Is there a God? You know, if, if you know, if there is a God, who is he? You know, and so God avails himself. He showed himself to me in that way. And I'm here to tell everybody watching he's real. This is the reality of our world. That's why we're in this spiritual battle. That's why these two pastors that you're watching, you know, why are we out here doing this? Because we want likes or followers or fame? No, no. I'm you know I'm out here and I know you are too Pastor Shannon we're we're out here because we care about your soul Come on. we want you to spend eternity in heaven we want your life to have the favor and blessing of God on it we don't want you to have the curse of the enemy of sin and and of the things that this world has to offer and so you know I'm not promising Christianity is going to be easy if you've never made that decision but what I am going to tell you it's going to be worth it and you're going Come to on. live forever you're going to live forever all eternity ruling and reigning with the god of heaven and earth and so we're literally just passing through in this world but there's a major battle for your soul and for the soul of every other person out there and that's why we're doing what we're doing
0: that's exactly right you um you have a you have an awesome heart i want to say that i am you know i don't i don't meet a lot of people honestly pastor todd that has a heart like you we I got to minister with you at a at the Hope Crusade in Knoxville, yeah. and you know I'd ne- i i known you I'd, I'd seen you minister several times. You actually preached here at my church at Finish Line Christian Center, um, and we we've just I've watched God really use you in a mighty way. But I want to tell you what I saw in your heart for people when you ministered and you offered people to come down and and receive prayer. Now you you're all over the place. You you you're a well-known minister of the gospel. You have a big following. I know that's that's not the purpose of why you do it, but people have they like your they like the message that you minister with. They like how you preach and how you push and lead people into the d- direction to go to God. But what what impressed me so much is when you said I will stay and pray with every person that's here. If you come up and you and you want prayer and there's a line, it doesn't matter. I will stay till the very last. And I watched you pray with people one on one as they come up to the altar. And I want to say that's so rare. And I don't see a, I see a lot of crowds and praying for big crowds. I do see a lot of that, but I don't see a lot of one on one prayer. And I got so excited, Pastor Todd, I couldn't help. it. I jumped off the platform because I wanted to get down there with you because I wanted it just inspired me so much I said wow this man really loves people and I can see that and I appreciate that and I want to say thank you for allowing God to use you the way he has and thank you for having the heart that you have for people I can Mm -hmm. I not only see it but but when I'm around you I I can sense it too it's it's Mm -hmm. just that connection and uh and I want to say thank you for for letting the Holy Spirit use you the way he does.
1: Well, brother, thank you for that encouragement, man. I I really, really appreciate that. And I see that in you too. And that's why I think the Lord has connected us to be brothers in this whole thing. You know, you, you're the real deal. You love people. You're not in this for any other reason. And, you know, to me, it's like, after what happened to me, not to do that would be, you know, like, I I just don't understand, uh, you know, the celebrity Christianity, that's kind of Happen in the Western culture where it's like pastors are untouchable and things like that. Like, then I have to tell you, there's, there, there, there is some, uh, you know, people do come up and threaten you and say awful things. So you do have to be wise, you know, but uh, I just feel like God's done so much for me and he spared my life and he forgave me so much. And I just feel like in order to be, a representative of him, I think that we have to really have a heart for people. You know, we got to really, and a lot of these folks, they're just, they're just like me and you, and they're just yeah. trying to figure this thing out. And, you know, they've had different things happen to them. And sometimes they haven't even shared all the pain, things that they've walked through. And I, I just pray that they would have an encounter with God. That That's Amen. the key. If you have a true encounter with God, you're never going to turn away from the Lord. And no matter what happens in your life, you're never going to, you're never going to forget it because God is so tangible and real And once you experience that, you just know, you know, you just know, and you could always tell somebody that's had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And so he is beyond real. I mean, it's the realest thing there is, is is the presence of God. And it'll get you through no matter what you're going through in your life, no matter how hard you're going through a tough marital situation, your financial challenges right now, you may have been diagnosed with something, whatever that you're going through, God will give you the energy, the strength. And everything that you need, not only to get through it and to survive, but to thrive in it. And I think this is what we need to be ready for. As we go into 24 and the season ahead, the Lord's giving us prophetic warning. It's going to be bumpy. There's going to be these things. But I look at it like this. Most of us that are watching this broadcast... We've been fortified in this season. We've been through some stuff, but the Lord has taken us through. He's taken us from glory to glory. We're we're now stronger. We're better prepared than we've ever been. We understand the battle that we're in, and this is what I think God was allowing this time for is for this fortification, because He knows that if we would have just been thrown into it, we would have been overwhelmed. But there, if you're a remnant person, which is somebody who truly loves the Lord, is a follower of Jesus, follows His Word. If that's who you are, you're you're. This is bearing witness in your spirit right now and and, and the fact is is that we, we know we've already come through some tough stuff we're going to go through some tough stuff but we are better prepared than we've ever been before and God is going to get us through
0: that's right would you do me a favor Pastor Todd and there's people watching they're going to be watching this uh, from all walks of life from all over the country and even some international people are going to be watching this this uh, this podcast here what word of encouragement and and prayer can you do for them right now? Because I know there are people watching and they're like, you know, I can't seem to focus on all the stuff that's happening in the world. You know, I can't, I can't pay attention because I am so brokenhearted. I am so overwhelmed with stress and emotion. I am so taken back by my problems or my health or what in the world can, can people do to, to regain that focus? Because, what I do know is that God needs a healthy church. Yes. and I believe that's why God has given me this message that he's given me this year to share of we got to break these generational curses off of families and yeah. pastors and churches uh, because God wants us healthy. We can't be yeah. sick and be on the front line fighting. Right. And right. so uh, can you can you share a word of encouragement and yeah. and pray for those that are watching?
1: Yeah, you know uh, we're we're near the holiday season right now, and uh, I will say this: Jesus Himself. Think about this. I've been just pondering this. He was born in a manger. It wasn't even like the lowest of hotels out there. It was literally a place where animals. You know, I mean, it couldn't get any lower. And. I've been asked, the Lord I said, why? Why did that happen? He says because he needed to be able to relate to every single person on this planet that's, that's ever good. lived and that ever will live. He he went to the lowest possible place, and so the thing is that we know God is real, as we've been talking about. So that the, no matter what happens, okay, we can lay down our burdens at the foot of the cross, and we need to learn how to do this the Apostle Paul, uh, David, they learned how to encourage themselves in the Lord. And I think every believer today has to learn how to encourage ourselves in the Lord by spending time in what the Bible refers to as the secret place, which is your prayer closet, wherever it is that you get alone with God. We have to have this daily prayer life. And and spend time in the presence of the Lord. And in that, he recharges us, he strengthens us. We lay down our burdens at the foot of his cross when we do that. And we say, I don't even need to bear this because Lord, you can take this burden. Our yoke is easy and our burden is light because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And here's the deal. If you're dealing with anxiety, fear, any of these things that Pastor Shannon just mentioned, we know the scripture identifies these as lies from the pit of hell. He says, what place does fear have with love? Perfect love casts out fear. You know, uh, he says he's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. And so the devil's attacking our mind. Uh, It says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things in prayer and supplication, God is giving us the strategy. Look, you don't need to have the anxiety. Take the time in prayer and let me fill you. Let me recharge you. Let me strengthen you. So when these things try to come on us, they're lying spirits. We have to identify exactly what they are. And the Bible says when you resist the devil, he's got to flee. The demons flee and tremble in the name of Jesus. So we start speaking the word. It is written, you know, the gates of hell will not prevail. It is written, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It is whatever your situation starts speaking the scripture over it. Watch how fast it goes away and the devil's lies are exposed. And so the key is, is that we keep our faith. Faith is the evidence of things not seen, but yet it is the currency in the kingdom. Faith is the currency. How do I know that? Well, God says, without faith, you can't even please him. So this is is it. We have faith. We know that God is with us. We speak words of life and we declare and decree and we push ahead in Jesus Christ. And he is gonna take us from glory to glory. He is the wind beneath our wings. And listen, we're on the winning team. We win.
0: Amen. That's right. Hallelujah. Well, let's pray. I want to I want to pray for those that are watching and uh and then after I pray, if you'll if you'll step in and 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 pray as well. Father, in the name of Jesus, anybody right now dealing with any attacks against their mind, their spirit, their body. Father, right now we bind every yes. spirit that's not of God. And we command it to leave. Spirit of infirmity, spirit yes. of fear spirit of suicide and death the spirit of lust the any spirit god that would torment or drive people mentally insane i bind every one of those spirits right now and i command you to come out of this person in jesus name now i do ask god that you would fill them with your precious holy spirit i ask god that you would give them wisdom and knowledge from your word and that they will get, be refreshed by the presence of almighty god Lord, and if there's any sin in their lives, forgive them, cleanse them, and heal them completely, Lord, God, because we do know, God, you came to save, heal, and deliver in the mighty name of Jesus, and we come in agreement today, God, that somebody's life is going to change right now in this moment in the name of Jesus.
1: Hallelujah. I agree with those words. I thank you for Pastor Shannon. I thank you for his ministry. I thank you for this church. I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for those that are watching today. And I just pray right now in Jesus' name that anybody that's dealing with any of these things that we discussed where their mind is being tormented, attacked, they feel disheartened, they feel discouraged, they feel depressed. I pray right now in Jesus' name, there would be a refreshing in their spirit right now, Lord God, that they would not be conformed to the things of this world, that you would do what you say in the scripture, transform their mind right now, Lord God. Let it be renewed, let it be strengthened. And Father, I thank you that we stand together with each and every person watching as the body of Christ, as the ecclesia. and you say, Lord, we're meant to occupy, we're meant to Ekbalo, to go out, to cast out, to drive out. So There are folks that are watching right now that have a ministry, that you've given them a passion, you've given them a message. And I pray, Lord, that that would continue to grow, you'd speak to their hearts, and that every assignment of hell would be thwarted and canceled and identified, that they would see the works of darkness, that they would understand the battle that they're in, and that they would feel your presence, and your love. We thank you. We bless them for 24. I pray favor. I pray open doors. And I just thank you, Lord God, that we are not defeated. We are the church victorious. Hallelujah. Let us be on fire for you as we go into this new year and season. In Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. I'm telling you right now, this has been a powerful time uh, with you, my friend. I'm so grateful to have you on the KTF podcast. The world is a better place because of Pastor Todd Coconato.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here with you, and the same
0: to you, my friend. Well, we appreciate you joining us today. I'm Pastor Shannon Williams. This is the KTF Podcast, where we always defend the faith and stand for truth. You can find us at ktfpodcast.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share right where you are. God bless you guys, and we'll see you next time. God bless.